Well, what a blessing, man. It's so good to be with you in church today. And I, I wanted to, I don't like to miss the opportunity to talk about Thanksgiving because how many are thankful for this great country that we have? What a blessing, right? What a huge blessing. I mean, this is not a perfect country, but it's the best one in the whole world. And you are so blessed to live here, whether you know it or not. You are so, I'm so thankful to God for allowing me to live in such a great free nation. If you don't like things, just change them. You have the freedom. You're not stuck. You can vote and get active and do what you want to do. But freedom is such a beautiful, the Bible says where the spirit of the Lord is, right? The Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And thank God we have liberty here. And you know, of course, you, most of you at least know that the uh, first Thanksgiving, you should know, it was, of course, the, the pilgrims came over. You remember the skit? Pilgrims came over, and they didn't know exactly how to survive through the winter, and so the Indians helped them uh, grow things and survive through the harsh winter on, in the uh, northeast over there. And, of course, once they survived and they had some crops, they thought they were so thankful that they, they had a meal together. And that was the first Thanksgiving that, you know, thank God we survived as a nation that first winter. And it became a tradition in our country uh, and it's all over the world now, and it's, it's right that you could, should stop at some point and acknowledge that all that we have is a gift from God. Am I right? That wasn't just something we did, but God gave it to us. And, and uh, Thanksgiving is just a powerful, I mean, it, it may sound a little almost boring, but to me it's one of the most powerful concepts in Christianity is the idea of giving thanks. If you have your Bible, look at Hebrews the 13th chapter and the 15th verse is King James. It says, by him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. Father, in Jesus' name, let your word transform us today. Let it change the way we think, the way we feel the way we live, the way we succeed, the way we conquer, the way we love. Let your word transform us today. Let your thoughts become our thoughts. In Jesus' name, and everybody said. So thanks is not merely a thought or an attitude. Of course, it contains a thought and attitude. But thanks, when you, it, it, I like the word thanksgiving because thanks is not something you just think. It's not just having a grateful attitude. Thanks it's something you give, right? When somebody does something for you, you say thank you, right? Someone opens the door, you say thank you. Because it's something that must be given. It's not uh, just an idea. It's something that you have. In order for it to take uh, root in us, in order for it to have effect on us, it's something you have to give. Look at somebody say give. Thanks. It's something that you give. Immediately, because it's, it, it, you, it, everyone that feels a sense of uh, gratitude for what's been done, then they have to give something back. And I, honestly, when someone does something nice for me, I just automatically, because of just, I don't feel like I deserve these things. I don't feel entitled to these things. So therefore, I feel like a debtor when someone does something nice to me. And all I can do is give something back. Thank you. Thank you so much. Every parent, if they could just hear that from their kids, Christmas is going to be a lot better. Come on, somebody. If the kids just say thank you every now and then. 
right? Because most of us are willing to do just about anything, but we don't require much. But there's something in us that you ought to at least say thank you, yeah. right? I mean, you give your car away to somebody, you don't want to say, well, praise God, I've been praying. <laughs> yes, but God, get, he gave you the car, but you know it was my car before, <laughs> And it's not like you feel like you're entitled to it, but there is this in human, in human interaction that when people are humble and when people don't feel entitled, that when you give them something, they want to give something back. And they want to say, thank you so much. Thank you so much. It is a reciprocal behavior where we say, because of what's been done for me, I just want to have an, not just an attitude of thanksgiving. I want to give something. Thank you. That's why it will change your relationship with your wife, your husband your dad, your mom, if you just start putting thank you in it. Well, he knows. I, well, it doesn't matter what someone knows. It matters the gift that come out of, came out of your mouth, right? It's not about them knowing that you're thankful. It's about the thing that you gave. It's something you can give, and it doesn't cost anything. Just say thanks. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being a great wife. Thank you so much for cooking such a great supper. Thank you so much for doing all that you do. It just changes the atmosphere, not only in your home, but inside your head when you're thankful. God expects thanks. Thanks is words of truth that create an attitude and an atmosphere of blessing. Thanks is a, are words of truth that acknowledge something, and it, create an, it creates an atmosphere and an attitude of blessing. In other words, if you are giving something and someone doesn't say thank you, that blessing just got cut off. Are, are you right? Because, because now if someone is truly thankful, then you're like, man, I want to do that again. I want to I give them something else, right? Because it opens up blessing. Well, that's how it is with God. When we are thankful to God, it opens up the, bless, the channel of blessing. When we just assume, well, so what? He put me in the world, and he made the, you know, it was, it was tough enough, so he, he deserved, you know, giving me something. Because, you know, some people have such a wrong attitude. They, they miss all the great things that God has done, and they're focused on the difficult time they're in right this second or the situation. And some people, listen, you know, I have a friend of mine here from the Philippines moving back. Where you at, man? Right there you go. Pastor, they're going to stand up at with me from the Philippines. Awesome. He's a good dude. He's moving back here. He's moving back to the States. But I can tell you most places, I don't want to shame you. But I want you to tell you, most places in the world, if they heard you complaining as an American citizen, they'd say, shame on you. If they heard you complaining about the taste of the food or how much the gas prices were, you know what they pay all over the world for gas? Four, five, six, ten, twelve dollars a gallon. Louisiana is two oh nine. Two oh nine. Two dollars and nine cents. And it's been that way. No one can believe it. They're all jealous of you. Because they're having to drive these little cars, and they, they're having to, why? Because they can't afford $10 a liter for, gal, uh, for, for, uh, for gas. And I'm just using that as a small example. Look, I, this is such a beautiful, wonderful place, but all of us, no matter how good we have it, can get miserable. No matter how good our life is, as long as you have this one feature in your life, you can become unthankful. That is comparing yourself to others. The Bible says the person that compares themselves to other people, that person's not wise. It's a foolish thing to say, yeah, I have a lot, but look what he's got. That's, what the Bible, that's the foundation of what the Bible calls covetousness, where you say enough is never enough. You have a great life, but then you see someone that has, someone, has a better life, and now you're upset about your life. 
Like some people, if you gave them $10,000, they'd be miserable. They'd be fighting like, what are we going to do? I know, I ain't doing that, and you do that. But you would, they'd be almost better off if you didn't give them the $10,000. And the vast, vast majority, I think up to 90% of people who win lotteries, they are broke within a year. They've lost all their friends because instead of being grateful, they became unthankful, and they became resentful, and all of their friends became jealous do you understand what I'm saying? You can have a great life and still be miserable. <laughs> Why? Because you're missing one thing. You're not thankful. And if you compare, you say, you know, well, uh, you know, I have a wonderful wife, but look at that guy's wife. <laughs> I got stuck with this one. <laughs> now, I would never say that, especially publicly because I'd get killed. <laughs> no, plus, it's not true. <laughs> but, you know, it really doesn't matter how beautiful your wife is or your home is or your car is. It really doesn't matter. You can always find someone who's got a better one. And you can always feel sad about what you have. Or you can choose to give thanks and say, you know what, I'm just so thankful. I mean, I heard someone say one time, to feel rich, all you have to do is count the number of things in your life that money can't buy. If you want to feel rich, don't look at the size of your house or the kind of car you have. That is not rich. But look at the love that's in your life. I mean, I take a, I got five grandchildren. I got another one coming I just feel like the richest man in the world. I look at those children. They're all healthy and beautiful and fun, and they're hugging me. How much is one of those hugs worth? Just one of those hugs. I don't know many rich people, that super rich people that can have what I have. I don't know, but I, I just feel blessed. How about you? To look in those little blue and brown eyes and have them call you Papa and have them call you Daddy and Mama. Is there anything, anything more blessed than that? And I, I, I'm not just shaming you or trying to make you feel so. But listen, your, the happiness in your life is determined by the gratitude in your life. That level of happiness, the level of joy. You will never find a depressed person who is also thankful. You will be thankful or depressed, not depressed and thankful. Because the depression is a war against thanksgiving, and thanksgiving is a war against depression. And if you're truly thankful, you can't be sad. If you make a list and say, yeah, but you know what? Heck, I'm going to heaven. Jesus already paid for all my sins. I'm going to heaven. I'm going to spend eternity in heaven. Shoot, God is good. Life is good. Am I right? And you got to resist that entitlement that, acts, that tells you that you deserve something. Or you deserve more. Or you should have. And it steals the thanksgiving from your life. And it robs blessing. Being thankful and saying thank you so much. Many times I'll have, uh, I have friends that have lots of resources. And sometimes they, you know, they'll take me to lunch. And they're very wealthy. And, and they pay for the lunch. And it's very, I have to be careful not to say, well, you know what? They have a lot of money anyway, so what? I have to be careful to say, you know what? Thank you so much for lunch. Because you didn't have to do it, and you did. And I am thankful for that. If you want the channel of blessing to be continually open in your life, it's about being thankful for what God's already given you. Just look at what you have, and you will continually live in a feast. God expects thanks. Remember the ten lepers. There were ten lepers that wanted to be healed. Jesus said, go and show yourself to the priest. And, and, uh, and as they were going... Their nose started growing back, and their fingers started growing back, and their foot started growing back. And they, were, and they just went from being walking death to just walking 
rejoicing and healed and blessed. And, and they were so excited. And they were about what they got. And, and then one of them, I'll just read it to you, Luke 17, 15. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now, he was a Samaritan. That means he was like an unbeliever, like he was an a, a idol worshiper. When he says Samaritan, he means this is not a person that's a church person, but he did understand thanksgiving. He wasn't like a holy person, but he did get, if God does something great for you, you better just stop right there, fall on your face, and start thanking God for what he did so he can do more for you. And then Jesus answered, we're not ten cleansed. Where are the nine? I don't want to be that missing entitled person. Cain and Abel is a great story of people. One feels entitled and the other feels grateful. And it's true that the entitled will always kill the grateful in your life. The entitled will always kill the, the, the good, grateful heart that you have. Well, I deserve it after all I've been through. You, you have a choice of how you think and how you process your life. Thanks, write this down, thanksgiving attracts more blessing. Just put it in your mind, program your mind, thanksgiving attracts more. Not manipulation, not trying to make people feel guilty, not, people, not trying to make people feel like they owe you something. What attracts blessing is being thankful to God and to those people that God put in your life. Be thankful. Be thankful that God will promote you and God will bless you even more. The level of your thanksgiving reveals your worldview. The level of your thanksgiving reveals to everybody else how you see the world. If you're a victim, you don't want to be thankful because no matter what happens, it's not good enough for what you've been through. The level of your thanksgiving is going to reveal to everybody else how you see God, how you see your life, how you see the world. Entitlement, on the other hand, repels blessing. Entitlement, you people owing you, it makes people not want to give you stuff. It makes God not want to give you stuff when you feel like, well, I've been through, how come God let this happen? When you get a complaining, entitled spirit, then you start beginning, you become like those beads that, you know, when you wax your car, how the water beads up. That's how you are to blessing. It just won't get on your life. It just beads off your life because you've determined that you owe, you're owed so much more than what you have. First Thessalonians 5.18 says, Thank God in everything, no matter what the circumstances may be. Be thankful and give thanks, for this is the will of God for you who are in Christ Jesus. How many want the will of God in your life? Well, here's, God, here's a secret. Just be thankful in every situation, in every circumstance, for everything you have, for the stuff you don't have. <laughs> listen, listen, some of you don't realize that the hard time that you went through is about to bring a blessing in your life. You ought to even thank God for that hard time you went through because it's about to bring a blessing in your life. That difficult situation, you're about to become a better, stronger, more anointed person, a wiser person. Because you went through it and you remained thankful. You didn't become a complainer. You didn't become a whiner. But when you went through it, you didn't accuse God for leaving you out and forgetting about you. But instead, when God, you, when you saw what God did, you said, you know what, I'm even thankful for that. 
I mean, some people, you look back on your life and you say, you know what? Those doggone people that were so mean to me, they actually made me better. Come on, somebody. I thank God for those mean people. (laughs) Now, while they're being mean, you just want to just slap them in the face. But later you'll find out that God was using those people to change you so that you could be blessed. So in everything, in every situation, you remain thankful because this is the secret to the will of God in your life. Everything is not good, but everything is working together for your good. Everything. Be thankful for everything. Thankful for the time that you have, the health that you have. If you only have one leg, be thankful for the one leg you do have. Right? Did you see how I illustrated that? There you go. You got one leg to dance on. Stay thankful. Never yield to a bad attitude of victimization or entitlement. You are blessed. Just say it out loud. Say, I'm blessed. I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. Say, I'm favored. I'm the favored. I'm the blessed. Come on, shout, I'm the most blessed. I'm the most favored in all the world. God has poured out on my life the very best. And see, it feels good to say it, but it's something else when you believe it. Instead of feeling like you got cheated, you got the very best. Look at your husband and say, I think you're the very best. Just say it in faith right now. Come on. Just use your faith right now. You, the, you, you. You know, if you want to get it, you got to say you three times. You, you, you. <laughs> now, all the women, get ready because your husband's about to do something crazy. Come on, all the women look at their husband and say, you. No, women, husbands look at your wife and say, you are the best. Look at you. Look at you. With that outfit on you got on right now. Look at you. <laughs> look, I can tell you what. The secret of blessing is not in, in someone looking like a skinny movie star on, a, on a, the cover of a magazine. Come on, somebody. The secret of blessing is the joy that goes on between those two people and how they thank and adore God and adore each other. That's the secret of a great life. It's not a pair of pants or the way you look. That lasts about 15 minutes. And then we're going to find out what's in there. And if there's a grateful and thankful heart, you're going to have a, a marriage that is overflowing with goodness. I love this. Uh, I, you know, I could talk about this forever, but I, I feel like I owe you some time. I've been keeping you late <laughs> lately. And sometimes I keep you late during the Saints games. Like, I know some of you are like, I love him, but the Saints start right now. Did he miss it? The Saints. Well, today the Saints aren't playing, but I'm going to try to get you out a little early. <laughs> I'm paying you back. But you're going to owe me. You know, if I, if I give you 15 minutes, you'll owe me the next week. <laughs> Doesn't he realize that 12 or one's the kickoff? Yeah, but it's a three-hour game, man. What's the deal? <laughs> Psalm 100, verse 4, enter into his gates. Say it with me. Say, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And a thank offering is what my version says. And into his courts with praise. Be thankful and say so to him. Bless and affectionately praise his name. Now, what does this tell us? This tell us that, tells us that thanksgiving is a divine transporter. It will move you from one place. I'm entering. I used to be outside of his gates, but I just went through his gates with thanksgiving. It's something that will move you from one place and move you into another place. 
You say, oh, yes, it will. It will move you from one place into thanksgiving will transport you from where you are to where you should be. And it is that opening your mouth and thanking God. Now, listen, not thinking thankful thoughts, but giving thanks. Opening your mouth and say, I want to just start off by saying what beautiful children I have and thank God they're all healthy. I want to just stop by thanking, I'm, thanking God that I'm an American. I have the freedom to turn it around. No matter how bad it is, I can get a job and I can turn it around. I want to thank God that I have eyes I can see. I want to thank God that I can open my mouth and speak. I want to thank God that I can hear. I want to thank God that other people are suffering, but I have the intelligence to do for myself. Are you with me? I'm talking about you. Thanksgiving is like it starts off like a little trickle and then it becomes a, a fountain. You forgot how good it was until you started hearing yourself say it. And when you start hearing yourself say it, something begins to erupt on the inside. And before you know it, you used to be here and now you're here. It, you will enter something. You will leave one place and go into another place with thanksgiving. I, uh, I like to go pray on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. So, and one of the, my favorite parts is I'm going down the interstate. I'm going through Slidell. It's all normal. And then suddenly you cross that bridge over Bay St. Louis. And it's like you can hear angels singing. <laughs> right? And, and all your burdens just go. And then you pull by the beach and the wind is blowing and there's nothing out there and you're alone. It's just you and Jesus and you're like, you know what? I just left one place and I'm in another place. That's exactly what happens with Thanksgiving. That it takes you from where you are and you enter something else with Thanksgiving. Changes your location. It is your doorway. Let me just cover a couple of things and then we'll close. That it moves, it moves you from your circumstances into his presence. From the challenges of your circumstances into his presence. And believe me, things are much different in his presence than in your thoughts and in your feelings. When you get out of your feelings and thoughts, you, go, you use thanksgiving, it transports you into his presence. And when you're in his presence, things look a lot different. Some of you cause yourself so many problems because you... You, you allow, when you're feeling tired and worn down, you allow seeds to be sowed of unhappiness and ungratefulness, and you start feeling rejected. All of this happens when you, you should have just taken a nap. Come on, somebody. Sometimes the most, come on, man, help me. Sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is just take a nap and just chill. But instead, you started thinking about how people don't like you and how this is not working and nothing ever works out for you and how you tried and tried and tried. And because you're tired, you allow these seeds of unthankfulness to be sown by the enemy and you find yourself, a, you look the same on the outside, but you're a different person on the inside the next day. And the only cure for it is Thanksgiving. Like, man, I just blew it. I just turned myself into a negative person in one day. And I, I just t turned myself into an entitlement. Everybody needs to do something for me, person, in one night. Now, i got to change all that. i got to stop and become rich again. So what does he do? R write it down. It moves you from lack into abundance. Thanksgiving moves you from lack into abundance. Because you, I don't have enough. I wish I had more. I had more. I don't have enough. I wish I had more. I need more. I need more time. I need more friends. I need more stuff. I need more love. I need more everything. And then suddenly you start being thankful for what you have. And suddenly you're like, I am 
like the, uh, the mogul of goodness. I got enough. I can start giving love to everybody else. I, got, I, can, I can become an abundant. See, you really are an abundant person. You really do have a wonderful life. It will move you from sadness to joy. I'm telling you the honest truth. If you're sad, what are you feeling sad right now? Start being thankful. I don't want to. That's your problem. I mean, you go to a sad person and say, say this with me. I don't feel like it. Just say it. I don't believe it. Just say it. Okay. Okay, say this. Say, God has been good to me. God's been good to me. <laughs> you got to work them because if they get stuck in that hole of unthankfulness, you got you to just throw a rope and start pulling. And then you say, okay, say this with me. Say, I'm so thankful for my health. I'm so thankful for my health. And you can see that mad spirit's just starting to get aggravated, like, ah, just please shut up. Because if you keep it up, I'm going to have to give up my feel sorry for myself moment. And anyone, anyway, look, once you get that self-pity on you and you got a grip on it, you don't want anybody, you don't even want God telling you you can't feel sorry for yourself. But then you say, okay, you know what, just say, I'm thankful I live in America, the land of the free, the home of the brave. I'm thankful I live in America. And then, then you throw them a, throw them a, you know, a hardball and say, okay, say I'm thankful that Jesus went to the cross so that I could have salvation. Do I have to say that? Yes, you have to say it. I'm just thankful Jesus went to the cross and paid the price for all my sin so I get to spend eternity in heaven. And if, listen, by the time you get to the fourth or fifth thing, you're out of sadness and into joy. You will never find a sad person who's also thankful. I'm so thankful and so good, but I'm feeling sad. That doesn't happen. The more thankful you are, the more you recognize what God has done, the more the level of joy rises in your life. Thanksgiving will move you from confusion to peace. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just so upset. I don't know what to do. I'm, so, I'm, gonna, I'm just so worried. Stop all that. Just start being thankful. You start raising your hands. Turn on some worship. Start being thankful to God. Suddenly the confusion will get away from your life and you'll be back on the track of peace with God. And some people, they just make their whole life just feeling sorry for everything. Listen, you've got a choice. You've got to format your life with thankfulness. Some young people, you know, I wish I had a boyfriend. They have a boyfriend. It's all cold, and I wish I would run the fire with my boyfriend. I'll have my boyfriend. Listen, you ain't dead yet. There's a guy that looks worse than you. He's looking for you. <laughs> you know, it would be better to be on the outside one in than the inside one out. Just be thankful you didn't marry somebody yet that you don't like. <laughs> Listen, the enemy will try to steal your joy any way he can. All the wonderful, beautiful things that God has given you. You got your whole life in front of you. You got all the blessing in front of you. And still you can say, My, I got ripped off. I'm getting cheated. No. You start being thankful and suddenly all the clouds go away. All the confusion goes away. God begins to fill your heart with faith again. You begin to dream again. Listen, you begin to focus on all the promises that God made you. Instead of wondering why you don't have a boyfriend, you just begin to think, wait a second, wait a second. I'm going to begin to dream of God's boyfriend that God has for me. I'm going to dream of God's husband because nothing can stop me from dreaming. And God's given me precious promises. Listen, young people, I've seen some of the 
really most average people marry the most beautiful people because instead of feeling sorry because they didn't look a certain way or because they had, were a certain weight or instead of worrying about what they couldn't change, they changed their inside and they became attractive to the most beautiful. What's attractive is not your face or your body. That's not how you get a man or a woman. That might be the initial attraction. But what gets the right person in your life is, the, is something inside of you makes them feel better about who they are. When you conquer that insecurity inside of you, and suddenly everybody wants to be around you. So get, all, get, get that rejection off of your life and enter into the joy of the, Get out of that confusion. Now I'll just give you one more and we're going to close. It'll move you from hopelessness to hopefulness. It'll move you from hopelessness to hope. When you are sad and when you are unthankful, the reward of that is hopelessness. You just want to die. Now, that's a harsh thing, but that's how, that's how you see people kill themselves. They stop hoping. Well, being unthankful is what makes you stop hoping. Start being thankful to God, and suddenly you begin to see things that you didn't see before. You begin to see opportunities that you would miss if you're all up in all this lack of hope and lack of dreams. Look, dream God's big dream. And you're going to find, you say, I don't feel like I can. You can if you'll start being thankful. If you'll start looking at all the good things that God's already done for you, man, he's about to do some more. Are you right? I mean, he's about to open up the winds of the heaven. If you think he's been good to you already, he's about to be better than that. You be thankful for what he already did. He's about to open up and do better than you can even think or imagine. <laughs> Listen, write this down. You are always only five thanks away from peace, joy, and encouragement. Just tell yourself, I don't care what I'm going through. I'm only five thanks away from being encouraged. I don't care how deep the hole that you dug is, and maybe you've got bills coming in, and maybe people upset with you. And, and listen, the, the way out is just saying, I'm going to stop right here, and I'm going to name five things that I have that money can't buy that no one can take from me. In my life, I don't want to put myself in the middle of everything, but in my life, I've had times when I've had a lot more than I have right now in terms of success and money and all those things. But I've never been more happy than I am right now. I've never been more blessed than I am right than I am right now. That money, success, what people say about you, none of that lasts. But what brings joy is how you see life, how you see the hand of God in your life, and how thankful you are. Don't be a spiritual spoiled brat, always wanting more and always complaining about what you have. But look around you and say, thank God. Thank God, man. Thank God. Lord, thank you. Thank you. You know, don't be ashamed of yourself. Just rebuke all that darkness out of your life. Right? You won't get, I, I remember Diane and I, you know, we used to dream about a car that had windows that rolled down. We did. And we were dreaming, like, believe in God for air conditioning. We was in Louisiana just melting in the car. And everything we had was, like, smoking and blowing up. And, and, and I felt like I'll never get out of this. But, you know, I, I've had some of the most wonderful, nice cars 
But at that time, it seemed like it would never happen. But you know what? God's got things for you more than you could think or ask or imagine. He's going to do far beyond the little bit that you're hoping for. God's about to do far beyond that. You're hoping for a little trailer to live in. God's already planning a house for you. And he's got a breakthrough for you. And he's got a moment for you. And he's got a promotion for you. And he's got a person for you. But it's all about who you are on the inside. It's all about how grateful and how thankful you are on the inside. You're never more than five thank yous away from the presence of God. I'm going to say it again. You're never more than five thank yous away from the presence of God. Write them down. Think about them. And when you feel down and when you feel low and when you feel like you're confused and you can't go on, open your mouth and give God some thanks. Give God some praise. Begin to thank Him for what you have and what He's done and what He's going to do and what He's promised you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, I want to pray for you. Your health. If you're thankful for these things, I'm going to say them and you just say thank you. Thank you, God, or thank you, Jesus. Your health. Say it. Thank you. Your gifts and your talents. For your opportunities, for being an American citizen, for the favor on your life, for your friends, for your mama, for your daddy, for the finances that you have, for salvation, for the word of God, for the opportunities and promises. Thank you. For deliverance. When you couldn't deliver yourself, he delivered you. For forgiveness. When you didn't deserve it, he forgave you anyway. For love in your life. For a good name. Thank you. You, Sometimes we just have to stir it up, you know. Let that old sound, count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings. See what God has done. If you will just stop and say, I'm going to give something that's going to change my location. I'm going to give something that's going to change the trajectory of my life. I'm going to give with a heart of thanksgiving. I'm going to enter into the will of God. I only have to do one thing. I'm going to be thankful. Are you with me? Now, I want to pray for you today. If today you came to church and and, uh, you've had that old sad cloud that even though things are pretty good you want more maybe the enemy is reminding you of all that you don't have and all that you're not and all that you should be but you're not and maybe he's telling you let you let God down and maybe he's telling you that God's had enough of you those are all lies God believes in you and every day that you're alive he just rejoices in the day that you have And God believes in all the good things you're going to do and all the good things you're going to accomplish. And he can't wait to pour out good things on your life. God is not upset with you. God believes in you. And even though you're not what maybe what you should be, thank God, you're not what you were. And you're moving forward. And God's proud of you. And be thankful for his goodness. Don't imagine that he's upset with you. and Imagine that he's done with you. Imagine that he's, you've let him down, all those things. Look, reject all of that and just begin to count the goodness of God on your life. So if you came to the enemy, he's always trying to shove you farther from God. Jesus is always trying to draw you closer to the Father. Are you with me? 
These things that make you feel far from God, they didn't come from God. Jesus is always drawing you. Like that song says, and now let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich because of what the Lord has done. So all across the room, before we go any further, if you don't mind, just stand up with me. And I want you right now to just do some house cleaning. Get every single negative, sad thought that's stuck in your mind. You're just going to get it out of your mind right now. Right now with your hands lifted because that's how we just let go of stuff. And right now, just standing before the cross of Jesus, I want you to say it right now. Say, Lord, I reject and I renounce and I repent every sad thought that the enemy marked my life with. I repent for every sad, defeated thought that I allowed the enemy to sow into my life. I reject it. And I speak to those negative thoughts, those accusations against you. I speak to those words, that unthankfulness, And I say, get out of my life right now in Jesus' name. Leave my mind right now in Jesus' name. With your hands up, say, Lord Jesus, thank you for the cross that your blood has forgiven me all of my sins. I receive forgiveness. I receive your love. I receive the grace of Jesus on my life I renounce every excuse for being sad every excuse for being unthankful I remove it from my life right now in Jesus name and I want to take a moment and just thank you thank you I'm still alive thank you thank you thank you I just want to Thank you. With your heads bowed all across the room, if today you came to church and you never gave your life to Christ or you gave your life to Christ but you've allowed yourself to just fall away and just kind of lost it, right now all across the room, if you want to get right with God and you want to leave here clean and right with God, pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for what you did on the cross. I repent and I'm sorry for all the dumb, selfish mistakes and all the excuses I've made for them. I repent. I believe that on the cross you paid the price for all my careless sin. I receive forgiveness. I receive cleansing. I receive hope. Say it out loud. I receive Jesus Christ as the Lord of my life. I receive the Holy Spirit, the power of God inside of me. And I declare that Jesus rose from the dead. And therefore, I am resurrected right now. Old things have passed away, and everything has become new. 
today in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, that I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was blind, but now I see. Thank you, Lord, for a new life. Everybody else can say it. We may say, thank you, Jesus. I declare all things have passed away and everything has become new.